Good morning and welcome to your daily game face. I'm Dr. Kim Lannon. What did you just do? Nothing. The keyboard just. <laughs> I'm trying to have my intro for one time in one one week to not be a disaster, and you're in there falling the apart. The keyboard just flung itself at me. <sighs> Let's try this again. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Welcome to your daily game face. I'm Dr. Kim Lannon, and I'm here with Don't yell at me. Disaster Lou Blasi. Don't yell at me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't yell at me. <laughs> Don't you yell at me. I don't yell at you. Okay. So now it's now I'm hot. So it's freezing. Now I'm hot. Okay. So anyway, good morning. Um, Lou's annoyed with me this morning. I am not. You're I'm annoyed. Not. I'm not. Yes, because I came in. I said, guess what's back? Oh, God, yeah. And, that, and that's annoying. Guess, and I said, the snowy owl. And he went, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So for anyone that has just started listening to this podcast, I chase after the snowy owl from november to may you and everybody else <laughs> it's only annoying to you lou because it's all in your backyard yeah. and so we have to come up and annoy you you should provide me with dinner sure absolutely mm-hmm. i think th- there should be a drinking game every time on social media there's a picture of the pink house or a snowy owl everyone's got a drink <laughs> oh well <laughs> that could be very drunken <laughs> i could do without both of them and the piping plovers yeah, the piping clovers. I just stay away when they shut the beach down. I'm like, oh, I'm done. So anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited that they're back. And I saw my first picture of one the other day because some lucky soul was walking along Plum Island the other day and caught the beautiful bird itself. So I was very excited and I giggled. And I thought, oh, this is going to be the bane of Lou's existence because everyone's coming. Yeah, everyone's coming. It'll be snowy owl jams on a turnpike. I know, but they're mm-hmm. beautiful. I can't help it. It's the they just sit there. Own, it's the reason why I own that bigger lens. <laughs> they just <laughs> sit there in the swamp. Owl. And they what? sit, they just sit there in the swamp and they sit there for hours. I know. It's very soothing. I drive to work in the morning and there's a little jam with a snowy owl sitting there. And then I drive back and the snowy owl's still sitting in the same place. But here's the thing. You know how we always talk about having good mental health? There's something to be said for being zen and sitting on that little bridge for five hours watching for that bird. <laughs> it's yeah. very soothing. You put a little music on, you have your hot chocolate or your coffee, and you just sit there and you watch it. It's beautiful. Mm. And sometimes you get an occasional bald eagle fly by or, you know, a northern, you know, egret. Uh, I like the bald eagles. You what? I like the bald eagles. I know. Aren't they beautiful? Yep. So anyway, I digress. Um, But I, I love to annoy you. It's like part of my day. I'll reciprocate by sending you a picture of a snowy owl every time I see one. <laughs> I would love that. Thank yeah. you. You yeah. should. You never you never send me anything. So okay. Okay. So hey, we're a week away from the first of two um traditional holidays. Mm-hmm. And right smack in the middle of all of them is Hanukkah. Did you know Hanukkah is early this year? I did not. So a week from this Sunday, Hanukkah actually starts. So we've got Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, and Christmas. And somewhere in there, I believe, is Kwanzaa. But usually it's marked on my calendar, and it's not on there this year. Is that a traditional meal type of holiday, too? Kwanzaa or Hanukkah? Hanukkah. Hanukkah has traditional meals. Okay. Yes. But, I mean, everyone gets together traditionally has a big meal? I I don't know if they – well, so I can only speak for – friends that yep. I have and clients that I know celebrate Hanukkah. And I know that they don't do traditional meal like every single night. I believe that they have one night or two nights where they pick and choose. I'm not sure. Cause I certainly am not an expert on the Hanukkah um, celebration. I do know that um, my clients, for instance, they will get together on one of the more convenient evenings for everybody to get together kind of thing. But there's traditional foods that are, I have one client that brings me delicious things. So I'm very happy about that. Nice. So um, I do know there's some traditional foods, but you know, I, I always have the sense though, that the food intake is very different than the traditional Christian Catholic kind of Christmas celebration versus, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously everyone celebrates Thanksgiving um, and that's, the common food, but in terms of like the actual Hanukkah versus Christmas, I think Christmas has the calories beaten all over the place. Um, but nonetheless, it still applies that you must still stay the course of what we were talking about last week and talking about, you know, I actually got some, a lot of feedback about, um, 
how much you know people didn't realize how many calories oh i know they were consuming Can you imagine? so i had many conversations over the last week with people going oh my god i didn't realize that before i even sit down for the dinner table i'm already consumed a whole meal full yeah. of calories so um so you know kind of keeping on that theme well calories like your finances it's right. it's, it's exceptionally good to just be accountable and keep track Mm -hmm. I, I know people think it's a little finicky and things like that, but you'd be surprised. Well, I, and I've used that example. And I yeah. think I said that last week. And of course, and people bring it up this week after they heard the podcast, I was saying that it's amazing when you say, okay, if you have three or $4 worth of Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts every single day for seven days times, and technically we'll go with the IRS calendar, which is 4.3, yeah. 4.3 weeks in a month. And then you times by 12, you know, you're, you have, you know, $1,500 that you are spending. And if you do that for every single extra little thing that you're doing, just imagine the same thing when you're doing that with calories. So yeah. not that you should calorie count because I'm, I'm not a big proponent of calorie counting, but I'm, I am very much about like on big days like that, where you're, you know, you know, you're not going to feel good you, you got to be mindful of what you're doing. Your body, if it's normally eating 2000 calories a day and all of a sudden you jack it up to 8,000 and you don't know why you don't feel good. And you just say, Oh, I ate too much. Well, there's something to be said. It's not just that you ate too much. Your body's in distress yeah, <laughs> and it's screaming at you. So, you know, and oftentimes people do, you know, Thanksgiving is it starts on Thursday but for many people, it starts on Wednesday cooking, Thursday, yeah. goes into Friday, into Saturday. And by the time they're at Sunday, going back to work on Monday, they're in the coma. <laughs> and and then it's like the it's the holiday slide into Christmas. Most people are going to do five to six hundred calories in alcohol alone. Well, it, easy. Oh, easy. easy. So, yeah. you know, you figure like so. OK, so we're going into the calories, but it's so a bottle of wine is roughly white wine is roughly about 600 calories, mm -hmm. depending on what you have. Red wine's a little bit more. Right. Then if you get into hard spirits and things like that, the higher sugar content, unless you're drinking something like bourbon or tequila. Right. So oh, two of my favorites, <laughs> bourbon and tequila, yeah, not together. But oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So well, people were asking also last week, like, what's a better alcohol to drink? So, you know, in terms of like sugar and, you know, I'm a big fan of fit vine because it's not. Um, it's actually, they make all the different types of wine, but they have, they're gluten-free, they're sugar, they have no sugar added. They don't have any sulfites. They take out all the stuff that your body doesn't like um, for the most part, and they're mm -hmm. lower in calorie and they're easier to burn. So if you are looking for a lighter version of wine and you like wine, that's certainly there. Um, certainly the uh, beer selections that are lighter. If you're going for all the, the specialty house beers and all those things, yeah. you're going to be loaded up with, you know, 200 calories a piece. Um, and certainly when you have barley and hops and the extra sugars and all those things added, you know, the pumpkin beers and the blueberry beers and all the different ones that people like at the holidays, well, you're looking at bigger calories. Um, certainly the popular things are the hard seltzers, you know, there's 70 calories and the, you know, the Smirnoff calorie, the 70 calorie ones or the Trulies. Those are all good alternatives if you're going to have a couple things. Um, but if you're looking for hard, you know, no sugars added, like tequila is probably your best bet. So not that you should be out doing lots of shots no. of tequila, but tequila is just, it's, it's, you know, it's agave. So you're having no issues. You know, people think vodka is, it's actually um, potato. Right. So you're, you're converting sugar. So vodka and rum is, is sugar. You know, <laughs> I think that people get confused because, you yeah. know, if they're trying to hide that they're drinking, they can drink vodka and it kind of closes right. it yeah. up. But, um, but vodka is not as good for you as tequila if you're going to drink alcohol. So mm -hmm. there's, and bourbon actually has a, as a low carb count on it. So if you're drinking that and I know you love that, so like I'm giving you that. Tequila is a stimulant too. Is what? Is a stimulant too. It's yes. Not a depressant. Yeah. And so, rum is pure sugar, so yes. it's fermented sugar. So yes. stay away from rum. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh yeah. my gosh, completely. Yeah. So, or you know, people like their Kahluas on those are Kahlua and um, anything that's got the sweet thing in it, or a cream base in it, or yeah. you're you're at you're looking at two and three hundred calories a, a piece. You know, people like espresso martinis. Yeah. You're starting to go into the. You know, the caramel apple pumpkin martini is caramel apple pumpkin. You're right there. You just think about a pumpkin pie in your glass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, so the alcohol piece is yes, you, there's a lot of alcohol 
content sugared sugars in those. And so that was one of my tips that I was going to talk about today is it's, it's very unrealistic to think that you're going to have one drink and stick to that and then go to water, it just, you know, but I think that if you're, if you start your day, which not everybody does, but if you start your day and make sure that you have exercise in and that you've set your, um, your body in motion for the day. Um, and if you're not a person that does that, maybe just move a little bit more than you would normally. Um, that's really important. And, and then make some commitments to yourself that the things that are going to make you feel bad, like, you know, white, white bread, white bread just converts completely over to sugar. It's a, you know, if you're going to make stuffing, don't make it with white bread, try to find like, you know, cornbread or plant-based, you know, whole grain, not whole wheat, but a whole grain bread that you, you know, um, you certainly can get them in the store already pre-made like that as well now, because people are sensitive to these issues. What's the but problem with whole wheat? Well, whole wheat is, is still wheat, mm -hmm. white wheat okay. with molasses added. Oh, I see. So whole wheat yeah. often is sugared, sugar added in. Um, and then it's, whole wheat makes it sound like it's healthier and it's not, it's still white wheat. Oh, okay. It's, it's, you know, and they just process it different. So the whole grain is different, but still being mindful of reading the, the ingredients. If you're still eating white wheat and it says it, it don't bother doing it. Right. Um, so, but staying away from the white bread products at your table all, all that day, um, picking, your one alcohol, if you're going to have it and really limiting in your head, how much you're going to drink with lots of water. Um, and then um, being mindful of eating, like we said, pre-gaming last week, eating beforehand, yep. that having a good healthy meal beforehand, because when people go to the appetizer table, the appetizer table, even though it might be vegetables and stuffed mushrooms, and you can actually have a whole entire 500 calorie meal prior to sitting down and your appetizer, and then you're adding in another couple thousand calories when you've sat down, as we talked about last week. So don't do that. Yeah. Um, try to eat something beforehand so that you're not doing that. And when you do go to the table, you know how many times you just kind of get past the goodies and then you just take, really, if you can have the opportunity to kind of look at the whole table or look at what's actually coming so you can pre-plan in your head if you're looking around, you're not just randomly taking because it's just coming to you or you're just taking it on a buffet line. Really say, oh, there's these things that I want and then there's things that I don't. So yeah. you're not just kind of mindlessly doing it. Um, so, so those were probably my, my top three or four tips of, of one really of the other to... challenges of the holiday meal is usually it's off schedule. It's usually before <laughs> dinner and after lunch and, and your body's not set for it, which is why you hit the appetizers so hard or you're picking beforehand. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, and so I'm, I'm not a big fan of the eating at noon or two on these holidays because that's one of the reasons and it messes up the body and then people are more apt to eat like a full entire meal five hours later again. Yeah. So I, I, I suggest to people to move their meals back towards, you know, later in the day, but people like to have their noon time and they're, you know, they're watching football and right. doing other things, but it's just about, again, being in the mindful space of actively knowing that if you eat at 12, the likelihood at five, you're going to be doing it again. And if you eat the same thing, now it's, you know, it's what we talked about last week. And the whole overall wellness piece to this is, how, you know, how are you feeling? How are you ending up feeling? And, and, and then if you're not moving and after you eat all that, it's like, okay, go out and move. If you're going to eat all that and then sit on it, yeah. the, the next thing would be, okay, if you didn't move in the morning, now you need to get up and move now because you need to get it digesting in your body. And many people just sit down and sit on it. And if you've had all that butter and stuff, <laughs> yeah. it just converts, converts, converts to sugar and fat, and it feels terrible on you. So seems like water would be a good tool. Just keeping tool. water with you because, you know, keeps you from the hunger. It's just eating the uh, pure hunger. Also out of boredom too. At least you have something to work on a little bit. Helps with the alcohol. Right. Yeah. Well, right. And it's, and it's, it fills you up and it makes you have that feeling like you're not, needing to eat or needing to have other things um and keeps your hand occupied <laughs> yeah and people aren't going to look at you funny for water you what people aren't going to look at you funny for water they're not going to no. question you about water oh abs absolutely not well i mean they might but yeah. it really doesn't matter so yeah. um i i think that there's so many good healthy ways to actually enjoy your food part of the holiday um without going crazy and making your mental health be 
off. And um, some of the questions I got last week were, well, how is it really related to mental health? And so, because, you know, people think of mental health as like, oh, I'm depressed or anxious. Well, it's not just that. Your everything you eat in your body changes chemically in your brain, which impacts your mood. Right. So mental health is about your mood and how you're in the world and how you're around people and how they're around you. So if your body is overwhelmed with sugar or it's overwhelmed with caffeine or it's overwhelmed with alcohol, some things you can obviously see, right. you know, the effects more, but you, you're definitely changing your mood and that impacts you for the next 24 to 36 to sometimes 48 hours afterwards. And if you're having a run of holiday, Thursday to Sunday, say, of different things and family, that's a long stressor on the body. And what it does is you're constantly, you know, your mind is talking to your body, your body's talking to your mind, and it's really struggling to process. And then it doesn't feel good. And, you know, you have, I mean, from the basic things like heartburn and gas and um, bloating, and then that's an adjutant to the brain. So that makes your mood actually dysregulated and people don't realize that they're connected. Um, I mean, many people do, but most of the time when I explain that to people, they're like, Oh, I didn't realize that they're connected. People disconnect their, (laughs) they disconnect the brain from their body and just think, Oh, what, how does it, you know, connect? But so everything that you're doing is going to impact your feeling, how you're in the world. Are you agitated? Are you sad? Are you happy? I mean, usually after you eat over the top, you're not happy. Your yeah. body's not happy. So your mood is going to be blah, which is why people lay down and go to sleep, which is the worst thing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> because you're just sitting on it. And then by the time you get up, it's, you know, people wake up and they're like, I'm so bloated in my <laughs> face, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because you just ate a salt lick. <laughs> <laughs> then they're dealing with that for a week. Right. Yeah. And it takes a long time for that to resolve yeah. out which is why the benefit of water is there because when you're drinking the water with it, it kind of flushes as you go, you know? So, so, so these are, these are going in food tips and exercise tips and things like that. And then the next thing is how do you manage um, relationships? So we didn't really talk a lot about that last week. It was more about the food we just reviewed. So how do you manage relationships? Well, because I like general Maddox approach. Be kind, be polite, but have a plan to kill everybody in the room. <laughs> well, there's one way of doing it, Lou. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, well, be polite, be kind, and have an exit plan. Yeah. That's what I would say <laughs> without killing people in the room. I, but imaginary homicides, those are, you know, yeah. frequent, you know, <laughs> frequent. Um, but yeah, being polite, so polite and kind, and, you know, it's, it's not about sugarcoating. It's really about diplomacy and you know going in you already you already know where the fights could be or where the disagreements are and you know the easiest one to to talk about is always like politics like there's always going to be one or two people that are want to want to talk politics whereas everybody else in the room is like oh god right um and you know that it's never going to end well yep so you know you stay you stay the course of you know i don't talk about that so you're already out. You've already shut the conversation down. Unfortunately, you know that there's people that will still pick at it and want to talk and they'll find a back door to get into it because yep. they want the the fight. Um, but just staying in that mode of, I just don't talk about that stuff yep. with people, especially at like a, a family party because, it, you know, being upfront about it to say, it's just not going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> this is not going to it's go. It's tough to it. do that without seeming passive aggressive though. What? How to say it without uh, sounding passive aggressive? Yeah, it's, I just it's hard to do it without. Like I just said, right? Yeah. It's just being like, I just don't talk about that stuff because I don't want to have any disagreements. And oftentimes, when I've said that, just like that, I mean, because that's not passive aggressive. I, I mean, I don't think it sounds that way. People will say, "Oh, there won't be any disagreements," and I'm like, "Yeah, you say that now, but it usually doesn't end that way." So I just don't want to talk about those things because it's gonna. I'd rather talk about, you know rainbows and puppies and butterflies. <laughs> we can talk about anything, you know. Um, I think that in your mind, have some go-to topics that you are comfortable with knowing, um, you know, many people I've been at many a dinner where people just don't speak at all. They're listening because they don't participate because if they do, they're the type of person that gets, starts speaking. And then there's someone that dominates over them to tell them to stop speaking. So there's that kind of role person. And then there's a person who, you know, obviously monopolizes the whole dinner um, and has an opinion about everything and has to let everyone know. Yep. Um, so you, you have to know your room of who's going to be there and who pushes your buttons and why, and then just have that plan around, um, 
that. Now, for all the people out there going, well, our family's not like that. Everyone gets along and that's great yep. because that that's wonderful. It's it's not my experience in all the years I've been doing my practice to have that, but I'm also a self-selected group of people that see me that come in with family issues. So, and I don't know a family that doesn't have issues. So when people say they all get together and it goes well, everybody has stuff and it's just whether or not everyone can do their own techniques to keep it at bay, which is why things probably go well, because certainly I've been at a table or two that things go well, but I also know that there's things underneath. They're just not coming out. Yeah. So they're sitting there, but people are mature enough or adult enough or wise enough to not let them run amok. At the and table. every family, I'm, I'm going to do the general statement. Every family has bomb tossers. Every, every family well, has an issue. It seems, it seems like the conversation's going well and there's just one little comment, one little side comment. They're just throwing it in just to light a fire. Yes. Yeah. It's the, it's the quintessential drop the bomb in the center and walk away to yep. see what happens. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's always, there's always one. You know, and it's whether or not you are you going to jump on it? Yeah. Are you going to be upset about it? Right. Yep. I have to laugh because as I was walking out the door this morning, <clears throat> my lovely significant other said something to me that was like a bomb dropped to me. And it was <laughs> I, and he didn't really mean to say it, but he did. And I was like, I think I, I'm, I lost my mind. <laughs> it was I, yep. I took the bait on it. Because I, you know, doing the yell up the stairs and don't say that to me. <laughs> and then, and then he made a joke about it. So then it was okay. But yeah, I won't, I'm not going to go into what it was, but it, it afterwards. Did it was he do it funny. with intent or? Yeah, he just, he, or he just yeah, a guy he doing just something with a different walking intent, into a buzzsaw. Was, yeah, lit me up <laughs> yeah. this morning. So yeah. I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's in everybody. This is what I'm saying. It's like, it's a matter of then how you yeah. manage it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I have, I'm replaying it in my head. Sorry. When the conversation starts at the dinner table and you don't want to just go out, go find some dessert in the kitchen or go play with the kids. That's what I used mm -hmm. to do. I'll go, to the I'll go, go to the bathroom. Go watch the football game. Right. Yeah. There's a, I, so that's the exit strategy. Always have an exit out. Doesn't mean you have to leave the house or whatever or, you know, but it's just, yeah, don't participate. Or as I always say, don't engage in the conversation. And oftentimes we will say, you're so quiet. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So quiet because at the end of the day, are you trying to preserve the relationship or are you trying to blow it up? And so some people do want to blow it up because they like the fight um, and they don't see anything harming in doing that. Or, yeah. And that is. People have a different relationship with that conflict. Right. Yeah. Right. And so and so where you sit on that continuum of where your relationship is with the conflict itself is where you're going to is where you're going to land. Some people have no issue at all having confrontation, fighting and then being totally fine at the end, being like, what? What's the big deal? Right. Yep. Where meanwhile, the rest of the room's in shell shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And everyone's drinking and people are left and, you know, because, you know, and 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 loading it up with I, I often say to people that if you have to front load with. Well, I'm just being honest. Yeah. That is probably, if you're having to say that, that means you probably shouldn't be saying whatever's coming out because yeah. I'm just being honest. It's the truth. That's your sword and your shield coming up. Massive yeah. insult to everybody here, whatever it <laughs> yep. is. Like, if you have to say that, that means that something in it is going to hurt somebody. Right. And why would you do that? Yep. But people feel compelled. Mm -hmm. And that's that whole, like, it fills the cup up, right? So someone's feeling miserable. Let's take the example. Someone's feeling unhappy or, they're jealous of Uncle Bob at the table for whatever, or Auntie Sue for whatever yep. it is. Right? And and so they make a comment. And then that comment gets the fired up people at the table fired up. And so that fills that person's, oh, I got people going. And now you think, why would someone do that? It seems so awful. This is what people do. Yeah. Because it's not like they're actively, most people are not actively seeking to be jerks or unhealthy but their pattern is that in order to get their cup filled, their emotional yummy jar filled, they create these fires because then there's something, they get attention, they get it negative attention and people then start bickering and fighting and whatever. And then you kind of sit back and go, huh, that's very satisfying. So unfortunately there's a human nature part of that in psychology that people, you know, miserable people like miserable company and they will create it with you and you have to be savvy enough to not engage that. Um, now, why, you know, why focus only on the negative and, you know, people will say, oh, but it's not always like that. Right. I focus on this in this show, particularly because there's so many people that 
report this time of year as these things. It's not like I'm getting people or even in my personal life or in my friend's personal lives that are ever saying, it's a wonderful time to get together and everybody loves it, which is why last year we made a joke about <laughs> nobody's getting together. Everyone's yeah. happy. Yep. Because <laughs> everyone's in. And last year I really didn't have a lot of these conversations this year. It's like rampant because people are like, oh, I have to be with so-and-so and I'm only going to go and I'm going to eat and I'm leaving. So they're already back in that mode of, I don't want to be around blah, blah, blah. And I think there's so many hot topics. <laughs> and I told a client the other day, I said, stay away from talking about COVID, politics, yeah. <laughs> money, because these things in the in that particular family, they were so, they're so opposite ended that it's just going to end poorly. And I'm guessing a large part of what you deal with is anticipation. In other words, you're yes. talking now about the anticipation of these things happen. People have fear of it. So their uh, defenses and their angst gets up because, you know, they're, imagining what they're walking into right so if you are prepared for that if you have a game plan if you have a mindset going into that that becomes less fearful and can often diffuse your part of it anyway uh, yeah. ab absolutely and i think that people sit in that anticipation kind of like people sit in their misery it's the same they sit in the anticipation because it feels like they have an illusion of control yep and if i keep running it through and what if and this is going to play out like that if they keep doing that they feel like it's going to keep them calm it never goes the way that you plan and anticipate. That's the MO of warriors, right? right. If worrying is um, an attempt to gain control over gain, gain control over the future or right. an aspect of the future that they don't feel they have control over. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, and that's the, and that's the hard thing about even when we're not talking about holidays or whatever, it's, it's anticipation, fear of future. What if, what will be, what is coming? What if, what if playing out all the scenarios and thinking, Oh, you know, how do I make this, how to make this controlled environment. And you, you just, you know, you can plan, plan, plan. And oftentimes, more often than not, the things that you plan for never even happen. So you've wasted all that time manifesting all that in your head, but you're prepared, but you've now gotten yourself so anxious because you've built up all these storylines in your head that you think may play out when in fact they don't. And then the ones that do, you're like, oh, that wasn't as bad. You know, you walk away going, Whew, that well, was a bad, wasn't a bad dinner. This is a classic example of the proper response to it, isn't it? Because that discussion at the dinner table, whether it's going to happen or whether it's not going to happen, and generally it's going to, going to happen and you anticipate it and you fear it, your control comes in your reaction to it. Yes. You can't control it. You can't stop it or start it or turn it, right. but you can control your reaction to it. And that's a good, that's good methodology for all worrying, isn't it? Well, yeah. So it's, it's about, it's about controlling. So it's response versus reaction. If you're emotional, you're going to react. So if someone said they, they drop the bomb in the middle of the table kind of thing, and then they run away and you go, Ugh, and you go right into it, you're coming from that hurt or the sadness or the anger or the resentment or the, you know, I'd say, oh, it's out of happiness, but it's not, yeah. <laughs> it's never out of happiness. Um, and um, so you react. So emotional reactions come from that if you step back and you really check in with your body and you feel like what's got, Oh, that comment made me feel angry. Then it's likely that you shouldn't respond. And that's the difference. It's reaction is going to be that quick emotional piece, whereas response is likely no, nothing, which is you don't give any fuel to what just happened or it's very flat and kind of like, well, that was a comment, you know, like, wow. Well, one of the aspects, like I grew, I grew up doing this. I grew up, there were political discussions in my house at the dinner table from the time I was five. Now, so I grew up in this environment, but what's changed in the last several years is that disagreement or other side, it's really easy to personalize now because it is all personalized now. It didn't used to be. It's much more well, no, personalized. I grew up in a household now. where if you had an opinion that was different than certain people, they called you stupid. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. and I'm not talking just my my individual household. I'm talking like when we'd get together for family dinners for like the holidays and there'd be 10 of us. Yeah. There are a couple people in my group that, you know, if you didn't speak the way they thought you should, you're stupid. So, yeah. You know, so you were yeah, immediately but, told. But yeah. nowadays you're a racist and you should be drawn and quartered. So it was always, per that's what I'm saying. It's always personalized. Yeah. Like if you didn't agree or you were, you were dumb. Yep. So I grew up with a lot of you're dumb. So it makes it hard for people. And I've gotten much better at this. I'm very good at this actually now about being able to not attach to the conversation and right. not have to dive in. Right. I, I love good openings, but right. I, I 
you can't just take the opening, unfortunately. So. Right. Well, and that's, and so some people, but some people thrive on those. Yeah. Like that's like, they, they live for going, you know, like I'm trying to teach preventative and averting the drama and many people go right for it. Yeah. Like they want to open the door, they want to walk through and they want to then, you know, blow the room up and they plan it out in their head. Like, I'm going to talk about this with that person and this with that person. I wonder what they're going to be like when I say this and people do that. But the vitriol of that personalization is the difficult part right now. Yes. Because, you know, you you can't have an opinion anymore. You know, it's, it's, yeah, but it speaks, it supposedly speaks to who you are personally. Right. Well, you're stupid. Yeah. Or you're a Nazi. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get a judgment on you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. How can you think that? Right. You, you know, well, it's always the attack on your, your person. It's going to go right to the personalization. I, uh, I had it just run through my head of all the things that, you know. Yeah. Because of what I do for a living, I, you know, I triangulate. So when you're triangulating and you're trying to see it from multiple different perspectives and kind of not take one side, especially in a conversation like that, immediately, if it's frustrating someone, I have been many a time called a liberal and I'm like, as if that's an insult, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you know, when all else fails, insult someone. I'm like, and and then of course, when I don't take it as an insult and I say, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not being facetious either. I'm like, yeah, thank you. I mean, yes, I actually value the fact that I think about things in lots of perspectives, but thank you. And then that makes, that's a response versus a reaction, which is what they're looking for is that, blow up of like oh i'm not a liberal whatever like that's where it always gets though and that's where i want out yeah like i'll talk about the issue but as soon as we start name calling and labeling yeah right the conversation's lost at that point you can't get anywhere with anybody exactly well i mean if you're if you're in a conversation that that ends up being thrown out you know that the conversation's over yeah because now the person whoever said it they were frustrated enough that you weren't agreeing with them therefore they had to throw out a name or call you stupid right yeah Oh, you're so stupid. Oh, God. It's it's lovely. So so here's, so now just add all the food Bourbon, and the, the kids, and the, football. And the, and the chemical stuff. What? Bourbon, kids, football. <laughs> exactly. Dessert. Dessert, exactly. Yeah. Get out. Spend a few calories on uh, soul soothing. Oh, my goodness. Just, just um, extract yourself. Well, so, so in this, because this is a high time as well for some sort of leading them all in a row of like, you know, you add all these factors in and then, and then there's people that have, so two things, people have lost people and, and these are ho- holiday times bring up that feeling of grief and yeah. and loss. And also this is a high time for suicide or suicidal thoughts. And so there, these are all kind of connected, you know, you add in alcohol, you add in food, you add in family with dysfunction and, 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 and or, or loss and grief. And it leads a lot of times to that feeling and sense of um, acute loneliness and hopelessness. And hopelessness is that uh, is the number one hallmark factor for someone who is thinking about doing something to themselves. Um, and so um, it's actually quite high as a percentage uh, around this time of year for how many people actually think about not being here or being wanting to join their loved ones that have passed um, because they feel that they're, you know, they're more in in despair than they are in any kind of integrity for their internal ego of like feeling accomplished enough because these are the holidays, not Easter, not other, but particularly Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, they're all reflective times for people and people really do soul searches to try to figure out where they are in their lives and, what has the last year been like? And so you you see this ramp up over the next eight weeks, essentially, or you know, six, eight weeks of, of people getting either really happy because they're in a good spot or not. Um, and and, I, get, and, think, and I see both. And and so I, I'm very happy to say that, like, I mean, certainly I shift pe- my job is to help shift people into that happy space and try to keep them there throughout the year um, with their techniques. And so I see a lot more of that because I that's part of my job is to help people really get their balance with all the things I'm talking about. But certainly there's that struggle of people who really shift over during this time of Is there year. a peak in that sense of loss around the holidays? Because I think some people look forward to it as relief. They're, they're dealing with grief and they think the holidays are going to be a happy time because they always have. And then the reality sets in that it doesn't solve their grief 
and so it almost becomes worse. It's a tougher situation. I think for some, I, absolutely. Yeah. I think for some people it is like that. I, I, I mean, so yes on that. And I also have, you know, a camp of people that I know that, um, sounds, it sounds awful. It's kind of like a pre premeditated, um, self sabotage of I'm, I'm going to be sad. You know, we're already yeah. doing it. I'm going to be sad on Thanksgiving. Why? Yeah. Because blah, blah, blah. So-and-so is not here. They, you know, right. But we're a week out. We don't know what the day is going to be like. You know, I try to put in perspective that why do we need to do that? Um, well, because it's, you know, the, you know, the 10th year of so-and-so passing. Or it's the first year of so-and-so passing. I'm like, I'll do respect. Yes. However, would that person want you to be miserable? Would that, would that, would they want you to be hurting and pining? Like, does that make it feel better? So look, really looking at the perspective of why would you do that to yourself? But there's an attachment to grief, isn't yes. there? Because if you let go of the grief, that person has gone even further. Right. Right. That's, you know. Right. And there's also. They talk about the three deaths of a person. And does grief, if you let go of the grief, you feel like you're letting go of the person more. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and and that's why I say it's, you know, people say, you know, they don't understand what letting go means. And so I don't typically use like letting go. I say we're moving forward. Yeah. Right. Because it's you, you're never going to forget and you don't have to let go. It's about you have to be able to move forward with how the situation is now, which is. You know, so I always try to say celebrate, you know, the person at the table, you know, make sure you talk about them, keep them present, like, oh, so-and-so would have loved this. And and remember when and talk about good things like that, um, if it's gonna come up instead of it just being this down, like sad thing. Um, especially if you have kids, yeah, um, because it really impacts the way kids perceive things and how to manage. And we have such a um taboo still talking about death and dying instead of it really understanding it and making it part of um, understanding life cycle and what happens and really getting people to not fear it. So I think that having that space of, you know, here's, here's dad's spot at the table, or here's yeah. grandma's spot at the table, or, you know, you don't have to set the table, but you're, you're acknowledging that their presence is missed. And, you know, you make the favorite food, you know, my friend Bill this year passed away, as you know, and, yeah. you know, we've all planned already for next week. We've got, you know, he loved corn. We're going to have corn it things because yep. we want to have that inclusive feeling, you know, and it's not, I can foresee people being sad, but not sad as an, oh, yeah. it's going to be more like, oh, it's corn, <laughs> you know, the most useless food in the world, but, but it's loss, corn. loss and joy aren't mutually exclusive. Right. And, and it's not dishonoring the person by mm -hmm. feeling some happiness, especially around the holidays. We see the grandkids and it's, you know, not to be corny, but the cycle of life and the continuing of the family. And right. like I said, tell some good stories that, that keep the, the thought going in the memory of the person going, whether exactly. it be one of their favorite dishes or something like that. Right. And so one of the techniques that I have people, you know, utilize, especially in like the first year of passing or is having people say, tell your favorite story of, Uncle Joe or yeah. whoever's not at the table that has passed so that it's present, but it's not people just sitting around with the elephant in the room feeling sad and not talking about. Right. It's like, no, make it present, make it real, make it something that's enjoyable and fun. And, you know, and especially if you believe in that spirit world that's sitting outside your door kind of thing. I mean, you're certainly addressing that as well if you're into into yeah. that space but um being able to tell your story and and being present for that it would be so important for your own mental health and and your family um that you're doing well and so but going back to the um feeling of suicide or feeling hopeless um you know being mindful that exercise and good sleep and drinking too much or eating too much those all will enhance in a negative way that slide um, and you know, people say, I can't help it. Well, you know what I say about, I can't, that means you're yeah. not willing to try right. and there is no try. There's only do. <laughs> so that's a very slippery slope with me. It's, you know, yep. there's no can't, of course you can, you're choosing not to, you're choosing, you're choosing whatever it is that's not happening. You know, if, if you honestly cannot do something because there's a barrier in the way, well, let's work on the barrier. But by and large, people choose to be in those spaces and you have to manifest your, doesn't mean you're going to be maybe jumping up and down like a cheerleader, but you have to manifest. How do I get myself into a good space here? Well, what are some of the foods that, well, at one point I wanted to talk about comfort foods because we can do that because they, 
uh, are they both ways? In other words, comfort foods are called comfort foods because they make you feel good. It's the carbs, right? Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the it's the sugars. Yes, carbs. Yeah. It's carb food, but it's sugar. The sugar in it. But does that feeling turn around as the body processes it? In other words, while you're eating it, you feel good. But does that is that one of the is that one of the are they some of the foods that would uh, lower your mood in the long run? Well, so, I mean, certainly. So if you if you are loading up on like mashed potatoes and stuffing and pie, yeah, those are going. To, they're all going to convert really fast to sugar, right? They they're all they're all junk. Yeah, they're great, but they're junk, yeah. right? So um, they're going to convert to the sugar and our brain, you know, the hypothetical, so the limbic system is the education moment, right? Yep. The limbic system has your, your amygdala, which is your fight or flight, you know, your, your anger, agitation, aggression, mm -hmm. that regulator. Then you have your hypothalamus, which is your regulator for food and thirst and sex drive and energy and, and so on. And then you have your hippocampus, which is your memory maker, essentially. So there's your crash course in that. But those three little structures are your emotional center and they're all impacted by food and sugar specifically is a big impactor on the hypothalamus and on the amygdala. So when you're having tons of sugar or you're having things that convert really fast to sugar and don't get pushed out of the body because you've overdone it, then you're going to activate your hypothalamus, which is going to keep you either hungrier because you over stimulate the the on off switch to keep it on to make you feel like you're still hungry when you're not. Yep. And then the amygdala is going to go from being like your normal, like, Oh, I'm okay to, <laughs> because people get very agitated with sugars um, and either up too high or down too low. Right. So you either the glycemia, yep. the hypoglycemia or the hyperglycemia. So you're going to move those around and your, your behavior and your mood is going to shift. Um, you know, it's kind of like it, it, too much caffeine on the on the body, but comfort foods uh, specifically push the um, parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system to really activate and be emotional. Mm -hmm. um, that's why, you know, for years, you know, there's that debate of don't give kids lots of sugar, you know, makes them hyper. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily that it makes them hyper. It's it, it changes the emotional makeup in the brain of those moments. <clears throat> and activates them to be aggressive or to be sugared up. Yep. And and so when you have comfort foods, cookies, pie, crackers and cheese, um, you know, things that are salty are also comfort foods. You know, people go to pretzels and Chex Mix and and powdered donuts, you know, all that yep. stuff is just, it goes to that same spot. And when you're overloading the hypothalamus, which is regulating your ability to know when to stop, <clears throat> when you're overloading it, it stays on. It's like light switch. It stays on. And then all of a sudden you're really overdone. And then your, your mood is not nice. Yeah. Usually. I mean, it's very rare that someone will eat like a whole bunch of comfort food like that and then be nice, happy. Yeah. They're usually like, eh. <laughs> you know, or they're overstuffed and they go to sleep and then wake up agitated. Yeah. Right. So, and people don't have any idea that that's what's going on, but that's really what's happening. Um, and, and then your whole mood now, and it takes 24 hours for your body to digest all that. And if you're continuing to eat the same stuff, so let's take potato, you're having mashed potatoes over and over and over again, yeah. your body doesn't get away from the, it goes in, pulls all the nutrients out that it can, and then it goes right to converting to sugar because it's overloaded. So you, you know, you, you're having all this extra excess that has nowhere to go. So it's just overstimulating, overstimulating. And so whatever that mood is, is going to continue. So that comfort food that's why people, after they eat the pint of ice cream, <laughs> you know, they're like, I'm still sad. Yeah. Right. It felt good in the moment, yep. but then right now it's converted to nothing and it's junk and it's now you're going to be wasting, you know? So it's typical at the holiday meal table that we can, that we should focus on that we can, that we can eat and what avoid these problems. Yeah. Water. <laughs> Water. <laughs> so it's it's because holiday meals are sugar based. So oftentimes. holiday meals are very sugar based, but they don't have to be. And that's what I was saying last week is making it so that, you know, think mood regulators. Right. So have carrots, but don't douse them in tons of butter. Have string beans. I'm, I'm going to I know people that I'm with next week are listening and they're thinking, oh, but auntie, we make those with bacon. So string beans. Don't talk bad about bacon. bacon. Huh? Don't talk bad about bacon. Though. I know. I, no, yeah. I love it. But we make yeah. string beans yeah. with bacon and pine nuts. 
So, so I love them, but I try to keep it as clean as possible, but I, we add bacon because it's good. <laughs> yeah. right, so, but you're, but we don't add in extra butter and we don't, we don't slather it in salt. There's no extra salt. So being mindful that, you know, those, like, so, you know, carrots without like extra stuff, you know, um, making sure that you, if you're going to make stuffing, like I try to make, my, I do everything homemade for that. So it's all natural stuff. And I add, I don't do a lot of bread. Mm -hmm. So I do more like sausage and, and, and meat filler so that it's there with like a little bit of wild rice. So it's cleaner without all the butter, even though I love butter. <laughs> See, it's in, in the butter, you know, and if you're going to use butter, don't use substitute butter, just use butter because yeah. it's a, it's a healthier fat. People always go, oh, I use margarine. Oh, don't yeah. bother. No. Yeah. Just, it's better for you to use the real stuff than, than not. Um, and then, and then Turkey, obviously, you know, if you're going to say Turkey, Turkey, don't eat skin. Yeah. Right. But eat Turkey's Turkey's an Island because first of all, relatively healthy and will fill you up. I right. Mean, so a lot of protein in Turkey. It's, so it's it'll fill protein, you up. it's healthy for yeah. you. It's an excellent, it's an, that would be where you should put more on your plate and the cleaner vegetables. And if you're going to eat no the, gravy, no skin, yeah, no skin, no gravy, yeah. but good luck with that because all gravy is, 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 the drippings or unless you get a packet which is really bad for you but you know yeah. not healthy at all but it's all starch yep. you're just eating like flour yeah so you're you know wasted and it now and that all converts to sugar which sits on your body you know um and as, and then also like if you have a salad like i talked about last week how i said oh i used to start out with like these really nice salads and as our family progressed through the years it ended up with these really great salads but then they all of a sudden had this like mayonnaise creamy salad yep. Creamy salad dressings, after you have a tablespoon or two of them, they they have about 20 grams of fat in them mm. per spoon. Um, and after you've had, like, if you put one on, that's never enough for a salad for you, right? right. It's, you know, people put two or three. Now you're at, you're at three or 400 calories just in the dressing. And that converts to fat. Now we, we're good with fat, but that's not the kind of fat you really need. So I stay away from creamy dressings because they're just, they're super unhealthy and they're loaded with sugar. Yep. And so then you have the, the 20 grams of fat per tablespoon plus the sugar. So if you can avoid those things and, you know, put in, you know, the balsamic vinegar or, you know, a red wine vinegar and make it with special herbs or things like that, or, or, and, you know, no vegetable oil, stay to olive oils, extra virgin olive oil just think clean, clean, clean. And the way, you know, think that's where my Italian heritage saves me because it's olive oil and vinegar, olive oil and balsamic. And exactly. Yeah. And if you think, think the rainbow, I always, and this is how I cook at home too, rainbow on your plate. So if you have colorful things, you're going to be more likely to have less issues with eating, you know, in terms of how that we've been talking about this is not, doesn't have to be this terrible, awful thing where it's all, you know, Start, 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 start. Like, do some roasted beets. Do some um, butternut squash. Do not add brown sugar to your to your squashes and to your pies. And like, just keep it cleaner. You know, substitute sugar with applesauce that's sugar free. Just things to keep all that down because what you're doing is you're you're still getting to have all the yummy things, but you're you're not allowing your body to have to work so hard um so keeping it at that rainbow but i would definitely go oh, wait a second cranberry sauce is colorful <laughs> uh, oh i had a good conversation with someone about the the can the way it comes out of can. yeah yeah oh and that i haven't looked uh, how much sugar is in that oh it's a ton that. Of sugar I, will, in that. I have a can of it because yeah. the people that i'm with some of them like the canned stuff and i will be serving it Ugh. um I will look at the can. I don't even bother because I don't eat it. So are you going to serve it whole it. with just mm -hmm. the can shape and everything? Oh, yes. Everybody loves it. I that. will just let it drop right yep. out of that can, gelatinous and all, and I will just slice it up and goodbye. That's got to be full of sugar. Yeah. This cranberry <laughs> is so tart. They have to, they have to I, calm that if down. If it's homemade, yeah. my friend and I, Steve and I were speaking about this this weekend. If we make it like the, you know, right out of the, you know, straight, like, cranberries fresh with ginger this is my recipe so cranberries ginger orange a little lime and lemon zest and then i put in a couple other little spices in it it tastes great but that stuff out of a can kills me it's just so <laughs> disgusting and you don't add sugar you know so yeah. when i imagine i will read the can and if anyone's listening reading it i would imagine that there's like 
sugar alcohols and sugar pectin and you know ugh, this gelatinous yuck <laughs> gelatinous yeah gelatinous um but that is definitely not healthy for you so you can get you can have smoosh up some cranberries if you're yourself if you really want it but and cranberries cranberries are really good for antioxidants what are you reading i'm reading uh one slice of canned sweetened cranberry sauce uh sugars one slice one slice 21.6 grams of sugars oh. total sugars oh my god uh carbs 22.7 grams uh. lipid uh. lipid fat point uh 0.09 see this is my point yeah just 21 that's one slice that's right yeah I don't know what they're calling a slice here. Well, you got oh, half inch thick. So eight slices right, per can. Right. And so, so be, this is another point too, is that people are not good at reading the labels. They think that when you see, when you turn around your label and you see that it says 300 calories. Yeah. It's not 300 calories for what it's, that's per serving. You have to go up into the small print yeah. right above the 300 and it will say four servings per can. So now that little can, I mean, I'm just making up this, but the little can that says 300 is not 300. People are like, oh, it's only 300 calories. No, no, no. Right. It's 1,200 for the can. So if you sit down and eat that half a can, I mean, I'm this is for people listening, I don't know how many calories are in the can of cranberry sauce, but you have to know that you have to look for how many servings are in the can or in the box or in the whatever, and then you have to then multiply it by right. That's per serving. So if it says 140 calories for 22 chips, make sure you know it's not 140 calories per bag. Because yep. people always make that mistake that oh and the my servings God, the are whole ridiculously thing is only small. 140 calories. Yeah. I'm like, no, there's eight servings. And the servings are very small, so they can keep that number down. That That's per right, serving because calorie. They know thing. psychologically yep. that people just look for that number and then they'll go and eat the entire bag. And yep. you know, you eat, you know, a thing of Pringles, right? I was looking at it just for s and giggles the other day yeah. in the store and i'm like oh my god i was reading the whole label but then i thought oh, if someone sits down with the whole sleeve which people do that's a day and a half worth of calories for someone so it's so talking? crazy it's three thousand like, it's it's like 1500 calories 1500 for like calories. it's disgusting yeah and it's all junk they're good though but they'll eat that and then right and, and, then, and just you can't the, just eat one so yeah and the salt in those must be and, incredible and so too. Yeah. and people don't realize that you know that you know the slogan you just can't eat one there's a reason why you can't just eat one of some of these things because there's actual chemicals that they have done great research on of how to manufacture to pull for your hypothalamus to register happiness in the brain that when you're eating you can't just eat one because the chemical compounds combine together to make it feel good enough for you to continue like yep. oreos Oreos too. Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh and yeah. You just, like because there are chemical compounds in there that go right to that spot in the brain that's the emotional centers. They go, oh, this feels so good. And this is this is where accountability comes in because if you just start reading labels, you don't have to count calories. Just mm -hmm. start reading labels, mm -hmm. and the first thing you pretty soon you start realizing that you should not eat anything that has a label on it. You should go to Whole Foods. Right. Well, I mean, right. not the not and, the chain, and, but I mean, you, and you eat... just get stuff from the ground. You should eat from the ground. Yeah. It's not from the ground, and you know. And if you're going to get something that's got a label, you make sure that it's like yeah. if it's something, it's just that in it. It's not like added blah blah blah. If it's palm a... kernel oil, yeah. that's by the way, that's sugar. They're getting very good at disguising names now. Palm Different kernel names. Oil. That's yeah. actually a thing, but also it's really not good for you, and it's also helping in the deforestation and. Of big cats, so don't <laughs> buy stuff with palm kernel on it. For I don't talk about reasons. I don't talk about that stuff. No, <laughs> oh, no. how dare you <laughs> on my show tell yeah. me you don't want to talk about that stuff? Fine. But you stay. You got to stay away from the middle of the store. You got to yes. stay away from boxes. Like I said, eat stuff that doesn't you, eat a you label. Always eat around the store, not in the center. Yeah. And, and you can't out. avoid it completely. But well, you can't. But yeah. you know, cat food's in the center of the store. I have to go there. Yeah. So I'm going to go there. Cats, 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 cats. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Cats. Uh, do we have to worry cats. about cat nutrition too and dog nutrition? No. Had an argument at home about whether I should get them milk bones. They're not good for your I, dog. What There's is junk in them? What do you feed? What is in the animal aisle that is good for them? At, at Market Basket, for example, I understand if you go to well, there's a pet food Smart shortage currently of cat food. So it's a food shortage of all kinds of pet food. Yes, there's, yeah. right. Well, 
see, you don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it anyways, because you know why? It's my show. <laughs> right. um, we boil salmon and chicken and make homemade fur baby food at times because the food isn't really good for the cats and it's crap. John says bacon is God, so I'm just saying. What did she, you say? He says bacon is God, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> bacon is wonderful. Uh, remember, I'm not eating red meat. So, oh, that's out. Right. So you you're boiling boiling salmon at nine bucks a pound or fifteen bucks a pound or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, I had a cat. I boiled chicken for the dog. I'd I do had, that. I had a cat that passed away. You know my baby, mm -hmm. Kalila, and she had pancreatic insufficiency, and we did years of daily salmon because she couldn't eat regular food, and we had to put pancreatic powder, which is the intestines of a pig that would break down for her the food first. And we gave her fresh food because the only way she could eat and digest and gain weight. So that cat had salmon every day. Every day. Wish I had salmon every day. Oh. <laughs> you have to just, you have to die, come back as a cat and have me as your owner. <laughs> but you don't want to talk about that. No, it's fine. I'm, just, I'm just mocking you earlier. <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. We digress. Um, no, I've boiled chicken for the dog. He's a fussy eater though. Well, okay. So let's go back to talking about other, one other food that yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, and it's also a high danger, not, it's not like a dangerous thing, but it's a high danger of like not feeling good after the holiday. If you're eating it is ham. Ham is usually really? processed. Um, honey hams, no honey. If you're adding, if it says honey, <laughs> it's probably got a lot of sugar in it and it's also high in salt. So your better meat for the holidays is going to be turkey or duck or chicken or salmon or even um, prime rib or standing rib roast or any of those things because ham is just a loaded deck of really not healthy duck to, i would have put duck in that category before you said no, because, that duck is because it's lean it's what because it's lean is it well duck has a lot it can have a lot of fat but yeah. if you cook it correctly it, you'll be fine mm. so but it's you know better for you than ham How about snowy owl it's um bison <laughs> bison is a good alternative oh yeah so if you're doing like little steaks bison is good ostrich is good if you eat those things i mean i don't yeah but people look for alternatives all the time um and the misnomer is that people think that if they eat plant-based things that they're less calories that's not true you have to good be a good label reader for those things because you can go in and get the plant-based um are they impossible burgers or impossible sausages and all that? You have to be really careful because they often add a lot of filler. So it's plant-based, but it's a lot of filler and you still, you're still eating 300 calories. They're also genetically junk. modified and they're right. destroying the rainforest too. Yeah. So you have to, you yeah. have to be really um, good at reading your natural labels to see. That's why Whole Foods is always a good go-to, but you know. And God, be honest with yourself. Out. If you want a hamburger, have a hamburger. Why do we if you want vegetables, eat vegetables. Not out of a can. Yeah also not good for you canned vegetables not good for you sorry to salt. del monte and all the places that yeah. make them lots There's of salt right tons of salt loaded yeah. in in packed water salt preservatives uh -uh. and the and the vegetables they're when you do that they're they taste canny and tinny for a reason because they've been sitting in that for a long yeah. time people still do that you think mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Well, they put the expiration dates on them now so that, you know, they get rid of them in the store. But no, I mean, I canned vegetables in general. Go into their yeah. pantries and look at some cans that they haven't pulled out in 10 years. You know, they're still sitting there. Yeah. But they're just not, they're not healthy for you. Like people love like canned corn that's just packed and loaded with salt. Like it's, and it's, you know, it's heart attack in a can. Yeah. You know, so, but sometimes people can only get those things. And that's, you know, I mean, if it's a nutritional thing and that's what you're eating, but then pick a green vegetable. Don't pick corn because corn has zero food value. Yeah. Zero. Like white bread. People think, oh, it's just bread. No food value. Terrible food value. Creamy dressings. Terrible food value. Nothing. You're getting nothing from it but a heartache, literally. Yep. So, so anyway, on that happy note, <laughs> um, we will not be doing our show next week at the same time. So please, everyone, we I have not decided when we're doing the show yet because <laughs> Lou and I never talk. It's all your fault. This is the first time hearing we're not doing a show at the same time. Yes, you, we talked about it. Oh, did we talk week. about it? Yeah. Oh, Lou, don't yell at me. <laughs> Feel the love. All right. Yeah. So um, 
please everyone look for your notifications because it is unlikely that I, I will be remote. So that is likely. I will be remote next week mm -hmm. and I will be coming to you from the mountains. Oh. And, um, but I just don't know what date and time. Where are you going next like week? That. No. You're staring at me like I'm crazy. No, no not at all. Listen, I was in Montana. Now I'm going to be somewhere else and I'm not telling you where I'm going to be. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, but I'm not telling other people. So I'm in Lincoln tomorrow. What? I'm in Lincoln tomorrow. Are you? Yes. For how long? A day or two. Undecided. Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll talk. Because <laughs> you may be close to where I am. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, you guys have a really fantastic um, holiday. Um, and I will definitely be doing a show before Thanksgiving. Um, but if I don't hear from anybody, do have a great holiday. And also, um, remember, don't kill each other at the table. <laughs> all Always right. good advice. Happy and healthy, you guys. I'll see you next week.